Today we'll be speaking with Stephanie Cole, a managing director at Profitable Ideas Exchange. Stephanie has worked with a number of uh, leading expert service companies, including Accenture, KPMG, um, IBM, and Grant Thornton. Stephanie, you're the master of the cold call. Walk me through your process. You know, I, I would not say I'm the master of the cold call so much as I'm very dedicated to appropriate follow-up. So I don't know that there's anything special actually about kind of the original pitch or, or getting through to someone. Uh, I think where I've been able to find success is in uh, following up to, you know, calls or voicemails or emails that I maybe have sent to someone uh, and kind of finding something personal that might uh, give me a little bit of extra uh, attention versus the number of other things that might be in their inbox or might be in their voicemails. So I don't know that I would say it's so much the cold call, um, but in the follow-up. Interesting. So, so start from the beginning. As you kind of have an idea about a set of services that you feel like you could offer the marketplace, how do you begin to narrow that down to the point where you've actually got a list of people that you're reaching out to? Yeah, so I'll use uh, PR as an example because that's kind of a, a thesis that I've been chasing down as of late. So when I think about, okay, Pi should be working in the PR space, right? They're massive organizations. They, they're people with whom they want to speak and other big corporations. Uh, it's sort of a perfect match. It's an appropriate uh, group to have for Pi. So I start by creating a list of, you know, who are the top PR firms. So I, that's pretty easy to find. Thank you, Google. And uh, I brought together a list of about 40 of the top PR firms uh, around the world. And then I was able to sort by uh, those that are based in the U.S. kind of for a first uh, starting point. And then uh, I really just started reaching out to folks on their corporate pages. So looking for, um, you know, ideally some kind of chief marketing officer, maybe it's a practice area person, um, but really just reaching out, or excuse me, creating a list of uh, potential targets where we might want to do uh, business kind of individuals. So, so when you say, you say reach out, do you, uh, do you send an email? Do you call them? How do you find that contact information? So I call them first and typically I go, if I can get through a switchboard, I do. You can't always, if you get an executive assistant, I actually don't try to, uh, you know, coordinate through an executive assistant. I'm really just trying to get to their voicemail where I can leave a voicemail and then follow that with an email. So I'm able to leave in the voicemail kind of something, you know, I'm just a human. It's not really robotic. I, I stumble and I, just kind of share, you know, exactly why I wanted to reach out. And I just say, you know, I'll, I'll just put this in an email. Uh, if you want to give me a callback, that's great. Otherwise, I'll have my information uh, available in this email. You know, either way, you want to get back to me is, is great. Um, and so then I, I find their emails uh, really just by uh, tracking it down on Google. So trial and error, finding other email patterns, uh, sending it through. I've uh, just get it through however I have to. I thought if you find their Twitter handle, sometimes that's a good uh, example of what their email might be. So uh, kind of however I need to, I just get an email to them, given that I just told them I was going to follow the voicemail with an email. And do you ever call back up if they have an assistant and send an email through them? I 
I don't. Maybe that's sort of a an untapped thing that I should be doing. But I think uh, my experience is that the purpose of, of those executive assistants is to screen out people like me trying to get in touch with them to try to sell them something. So I feel like uh, my best shot is actually just getting a hold of the executive directly. So, I mean, what would be your advice that you'd give an expert service practitioner that's sort of faced with a list of prospects that they don't know? So both both tactically, but also in terms of time management. And, and then describe maybe a little bit of the follow-up that you do uh, to sort of uh, bring that home. Yeah, so I'm my advice is going to be a little bit conflicting. So the, the first part is I think you need to do your research. You need to understand a little bit about the person, the organization, some kind of transition, what's going on in the market. Are they impacted by legislation, you know, regulation taking place? Um, I think you need to understand a little bit about the person and their environment. Uh, the caveat to that is don't spend too much time doing this. I mean, you could, I mean, you could, you know, feel like you're trying to boil the ocean looking up all of these facts and getting all this information on a person um, when really it might not be useful. But you know, I would say the things that are useful, the things that I'm always looking for are where are they located? Are they in New York City? Am I going to be there soon? Are they in Chicago? Do I feel like deep dish and maybe I'll be in Chicago soon? Uh, so I'm always paying attention to location, so where they are. I'm always looking at work history and where they went to school. So both of those you can usually get from LinkedIn or a quick Google search. But had they worked at a place where we've previously done work? Do we have connections in common? Um, you know, where did they go to school? Did they, you know, they might be on the East Coast, but maybe they went to school in Colorado or something. And I can make a connection about that they might like to ski or, you know, some kind of personal connection. Um, and I think the last thing I'm looking for is any kind of personal interest. Are they on a board? Are they, you know, a coach for their son's baseball team? Are they, you know, is there some other kind of personal interest uh, that I can kind of relate to? Uh, an example, I had some really great success and uh, there was a gentleman I had been reaching out to for over a year, well over a year, he just was not getting back to me, but I knew that we needed to be working with them. And uh, I, I just continued to follow up and was sort of trying everything I could, phone, voicemail, uh, email, anything I could. And I, I had seen that he was a Duke graduate and Duke had just um, won a game in March Madness from the Elite Eight round to go to the Final Four. And so I sent him a note that said something along the lines of, um, you know, con congratulations to your bracket. I'm sure it's doing well given Duke's victory. Hey, let's talk sometime. And for the first time in over a year, he finally responded. And so I think it was just that little sort of personal touch that said, you know, I'm not just a robot. I'm a human. And I know you went to Duke and I'm sure you love the Dukies as well. So, uh, the Blue Devils rather. But so I think that was just sort of a you know, a good example of that personal touch actually kind of got through. But again, I, this takes less than five minutes. I don't think you need to research any more than that to have kind of a quick picture of this person. You mentioned sometimes you travel. How, how do you, how do you, um, d does that help you bring urgency to a reach out if you say you're going to be in New York? How do you, um, how do you use travel to your benefit? 
it is helpful to, you know, if I know I'm going to be in New York City, uh, it is helpful if I can offer, um, you know, I, I'd be happy to stop by and, and maybe we could catch up in person. Uh, I do leverage that. I think it's helpful, but I don't think it's sort of the, you know, the end all be all. I've had plenty of conversations that, um, you know, maybe it starts with I'm going to be in your area, but it's not going to work out. And so let's set a phone call instead. So I wouldn't say that anything sort of hinges on having to have the, uh, you know, an in-person meeting or that it's so important that I'm in New York City. Uh, I really would just rather get a meeting with them, whether it's by phone or in person. Uh, but certainly it helps, you know, if you if you can follow up with something and say, you know, hey, you know, just wanted to check in again. I'm actually going to be in your area. Uh, I think, again, it just makes you feel like more of a human instead of a kind of a robot. If you're able to say, hey, I'm, I want to show my face to you and have a conversation with you. I think some people do value that. And so those might be the, the folks who get back to us.